Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Okay, well, if I can't be a part of that group, what should I do? And it was like, oh, create your own. Yeah. Go do the things that you want to be a part of and don't wait for someone to invite you. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. It's time for another quickie because there is always 
time to fit in inspiration. And I am so lucky today. You guys, I have a special guest on my quickie. And that is Lindsay Schwartz because you know what? I just cannot get enough of her. And I know that you guys can't either. (laughs) I just keep hanging around. I like it. Would you please um, hang around more often? Yeah. I I I kind of want you to move here. I know. I'm, no, it's I a real like thing. The more Do you time think we, I'm slowly convincing you? I think you are. I'm very susceptible to other people's influences in my yeah. life. You know what? It's If it's not about me, it's about the salad place up the street called Sweet Green. You had to go there, didn't you? Can you talk about it? <laughs> I plan my travel around making sure I get here in time for dinner just so I know I can have that salad. You know when you find like a great restaurant in a mm-hmm. city you don't live? Mm-hmm. Like you... you fantasize about it. Oh, I yeah. I shouldn't say you. I fantasize about it. No, when I'm gone, when we are traveling, I talk to Chris, I'm like, I just need to get back to my routine and back to sweet green. Like sweet green is literally the routine. So I'm like, I just need to get back to sweet green. Sweet like green. I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel so much better when when I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the story of my life. I think He's they should like, sponsor this podcast. So if oh anyone's listening, why didn't I think of that? Up. That'd be freaking awesome. We're going to send this to Sweet Green so that we can get unlimited salads. Oh my gosh. That would be the, the pinnacle of life. I kind of, here's the problem though. At the end, they always ask you if you want your salad tossed. They literally <laughs> say that verbatim. And every time I just want to giggle like You're a like, schoolgirl and no be one, like, no one else is, no, no one else thinks no this one is funny. No one talks to me like this. I thoroughly enjoy it. So at least you asked permission. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for asking. I've been waiting all day to be asked that. All right. So what are we talking about today? Because I'm thrown off by tossed salads. We, we went. <laughs> In a very different direction than we had planned, but we were talking about having patience. Yes, in your journey to to really create your purpose, to step into your bigger ideas, your bigger Mm -hmm. dreams. But then also, I think you had a great line about how to make yourself desirable. Ah, that could be taken a lot of different ways. Making yourself undeniable. Oh, I added desirable. I think that you took that into the version that you needed. That's what we do for ourselves. And you're like, I just want to make myself desirable. I, yeah, immediately just want to go into a sexy voice. In the the silky dress type of way. I don't know what that means, but you, you know. I'm getting a visual. So making yourself undeniable while also for your, for your vision... Um, while also simultaneously being patient. And this kind of goes... So this is interesting because I just, you know, uh, was talking about, did a podcast. I think I did a post on like not waiting to be chosen and choosing yourself. I loved that And one. these work together. Don't you think? Like this is very much like, I think we get really frustrated when we're like, why aren't people seeing me? Why am I not? I know for me, it was, why am I not getting chosen for this magazine cover? It's been three years. Why am I not getting chosen to speak on these different stages? Why is this woman not paying attention to the fact that I'm doing all these things? Mm -hmm. Why is she not inviting me on a podcast or into her stuff or whatever that looks like? So I want to talk about all of those different reasons as well. But first, I just want to say, you got announced as a speaker at the Bliss Project and I'm so excited. So you guys, if you're as obsessed with her as I am, you get to see her live at the Bliss Project. I'm so excited. What this are you is... most excited about? Just make me feel great uh, right now. Well, <laughs> I we could just turn the episode into this. So this will actually be my <laughs> fifth time at Bliss. That's and insane. I, I told you how I found my notebook because I am one of those mm. nerdy people who keeps my notebooks from, yeah. especially the really good events. I don't keep them all. But 
this event for me has literally been a timestamp at all the major intervals in my own journey that have led to me even being in a position to add value to you and what you're doing to be asked to speak, which is we're going to talk about. But I'll never forget the third time I was there, second or third time, one of those, I had just committed to writing my book and I was scared shitless. Like Mm. I didn't want anyone to know. I don't know why I thought that I had any business writing a book. And so that event to me, if you've never been to the Bliss Project, it is a place where you can share your scariest, craziest dreams. And you're going to be surrounded by women who are going to speak life into Mm. those. And it was the first time I ever said out loud that I had committed to writing this book. And I still had women throughout the year checking back in on me and asking me how it was going. Mm -hmm. And that, whether those women knew it or not, was always right when I needed to hear it. Wow. Um, so it's it's just such a special place to me. So I am I'm so excited. I always tell you I'll be there. I'll just take out the trash if if I yeah. just get to be in the room. But <laughs> I mean, hey, I know you just got off stage, Lindsay, from speaking in the most you? amazing way. But I'm I have this trash bag I need taken out. <laughs> exactly, I'm available. <laughs> but I do know you do that, and I would do it too. Yeah. I'm literally like when I go to events, especially like my girlfriend's <laughs> events. I'm like, what do you need? Yep. What I will yep. try to do your makeup. No promises. <laughs> Wait, I used to love doing hair and makeup. I know you're really good at it. I don't know if I'd say that, but thank you so much for that. I've got one look for everyone and that's it. Like when people are like, I want I want to try a little of this color. I'm like, I don't know what to do with that Mm-mm. color. I only know that these colors go together in this palette. So let's not mess around, you know? This is what so, you're getting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, so back to this idea about being patient and also making yourself undeniable. What comes up for you a time in your life when that has been something where you have been so frustrated, like like where you realize that you're waiting to be chosen for something and that you have to actually just turn inward and be like, what do I need to do whether or not I get chosen or not to be seen or to yeah. do something? And what is that moment? I go back to that journey of writing a book and I didn't actually do it to be noticed. Mm. I did it because I was in a season where I'd been building a business, a health and wellness business for six or seven years. And I was so aware of the fact that I was operating at about 70% on a good day of my potential, knowing that it looked on the surface, like some other people's hundred, Mm -hmm. like it looked, I got, I was able to create results and get recognized and have all these like surface level things that felt good to my ego. yeah. So it was really comfortable just to stay at operating at about 70%. But that other 30 was a zone where I would have had to get uncomfortable, where I would have had to do things that I didn't Mm. know if I had any business doing or didn't know immediately that I would be good at them. Yeah. And when I was approached about writing this book, it was the first time ever. There was literally something in my soul that was like, you keep asking, you keep asking for you know, God, your higher power to show you your purpose, like to show you the way. And you keep turning down the opportunities to Ah, step into that. Had there been a couple others that Uh you remember? Oh yeah. I mean, I had podcast equipment for five years that never got used. Girl, I so resonate with that. Yeah. So when uh, it was just, I think this perfect storm of I had gotten sick of my own bullshit. Yeah, I love that storm. Gotten to that point. (laughs) Every good story starts right there. Starts right there. So... (laughs) 
like saying yes to that. And then actually, I mean, you know what it's like to write a book. I had to say yes again, minute by minute, day by day, and actually finish it. And then it's it opened up this portal that I didn't even know was there or that I was missing where I stepped into actually challenging what I knew I was capable of and finding more than I even realized I had been suppressing all along by mm. playing in that safe, like 70% of my potential zone. So I, I have to rewind to have the listeners understand this. You weren't even going traditional publishing route. This was like you were going to self-publish your book, like you were not chosen by oh, like, no. oh, you're chosen to write this. Like it sounds like, oh, Cinderella story. She yeah, was just me, like picked let me out of the crowd. Like, yeah, someone called and said you should write a book and you should pay me two thousand dollars to be in my program for me to help you. It's the and, best part of the story. And something in yeah. me said, and now this was not a random person. I actually very much trusted this person. Yep. Without her, I would not have a book. Like it changed my life, and. It was having to go all in yeah. and actually commit financially to, you know, being a part of this program. But I I had like very a very small audience. I had none of the traditional things that people say that you should have in order to publish a book, get mm-hmm. it out there, get it into, you know, into people's hands. So what's cool about the journey that I've been on over the last um, three to four years is I've done it all backward. I've I literally have proven to myself that you don't have to have it all together. You don't mm-hmm. have to be ready to get started. And that has given me so much power to to start and try new things mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have otherwise. So I love your story so much because it's every anyone can go the same exact route you did with a book. Yeah. I'll have I literally will have people who have like a 200 person following. Like that's all that I see. And they're amazing people. I can tell by their by their pages. I can tell that they're brilliant. Like they put out incredible content, but they're like, Hey, can you help me get a publisher to look at me? And I'm like, don't wait for a publisher to look at you because I had so many publishers even look at my numbers of hundreds of uh, like having a, a hundred thousand or more at the time. And they were like, um, no, we yeah. only take people with a million. So then it just like moved this finish line so far. I was like, great. I'll be there in 2035, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I'm not going to wait 20 more years to be chosen. Like, mm-hmm. so even though I went the more traditional route, I got told that by, you know, 21 publishers I was turned down by. So I didn't even know there were 21 publishers. I didn't either. I was like, there were people I didn't even know who they were telling me that my book was basic. And I'm just like, you know what? You know what's basic? Me basically not knowing who you are right now. (laughs) So (laughs) me basically getting dissed right now by someone I don't know. Yeah, they. I didn't write that at all. But that was my (laughs) fantasy. Like that was my fantasy email back to them. And said, I was like, thank you so much for your feedback. Um, (laughs) Felt really good for me to like express how, Mm -hmm. yeah, what I wanted to say on this podcast. So the thing is, is that anyone can go your route if they're Mm -hmm. willing to put in the work. And some of the key things you said was you paid money, which at the time kept you really accountable. And you had this other person involved. So when I was writing my book too, it was like, I started writing the the part of the story that most people don't know is I started writing the book long before I had the book deal and I hired an editor, just a random freelance editor, um, to help me kind of learn how to write. And I didn't have a book deal. 
I was paying a lot of money to just send chapters to this person to be prepared potentially in the future because I was like, you know what? With or without a publisher, somehow this book is coming out. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is I essentially felt so confident in this book that I had written that I went to the publisher and I was like, I have a book. It's amazing. This is what it's about. Um, I wrote up the whole marketing plan. So that was... Um, And what people don't know is like the whole, you're essentially doing everything yourself and you're writing up this plan that makes them convinced that it's going to be a good idea to put money in Mm -hmm. because they're going to make it back. You're showing them the way that they're going to make the money back. And so because I had this book that I thought was already done that I had written over the past, let me just tell you how long it took, four years. Oh my God. I don't know if I've shared this before. I think I have. When you came out with your book, I was probably two to three years into writing my book that didn't have a publisher yet. And it triggered me so hard in the best way. Yeah. But it triggered me so hard that I was like, wait a minute. Mm. If she can finish this book, because I was just like getting in my own way. Yeah. I was like, if she is out there and she just finished this book, there is no reason I cannot finish my book. I remember sending you a copy and it was before we had like really, really connected. Yeah. And I felt I had all these thoughts about it, right? Like, I don't want her to think I'm sending her this because I want her to share it. In fact, I would prefer if people don't read it. That's totally fine. But I I remember writing you a note inside and just saying like, I need you to know how much watching you go first Uh without being ready gave me permission to do the same. Like, I just want you to see what... I want you to physically have something in your hands where you get to see the impact that you're making, having mm. no idea the journey that you were on with your own book. So that's And I think cool. just the energy that you can't... It, it triggered me in the best way, but yeah. it definitely triggered me. And I remember reading the note and I was just like, wow, okay. So I'm giving other people permission because I was really stuck in this book. Yeah. I was really, really in my head about it. And I was like, okay, that's powerful. She's amazing. I'm so... It was a moment also of like being able to go like shift the energy and be super happy for you and also get inspired instead of like get angry. So yeah, it was a really beautiful just like moment for me of Mm -hmm. which is crazy. It was a big moment of like, are you kidding me? She, I have been writing this thing for how long? (laughs) And she finished it. But you just said you had like massive accountability. So I had my editor, but there was there was no markers yeah. that we put like accountability towards. And that was one of the biggest things missing. So if you guys are listening, like the route that she took of of paying and then having an accountability date um, is so, so powerful. But like you can hear that we both did things before there was even any promise of anything yeah. successful. And then I ended up getting a book deal later after a lot of work and a lot of no's. Um, and I go back and I read the book that I had written and it was terrible because <laughs> I had spent four years yeah. learning how to write. So I go to I go to FedEx, I print it all out. I'm reading it in my car. I start bawling because there's not one good opening to a chapter. There's not, it's like so bad. I come home, I end up reading the whole thing and I throw it in the garbage Mm. and I literally start from scratch. Oh my God. Even though I told them, don't worry. I'm like, they're like, how much time do you want? Do you need like a year? What do you want? Like, like eight months. I was like, no, give me three months. And and they're like, um, you're a new author. Even though you think you have your book, we're going to give you, I think they gave me six. And 
thank God, because I got two extensions of like totaling like 16 days or something. So mm. took me like six months and 16 days. Yeah. And I wrote most of it in the last eight days, to be honest with you. I'm not Just like any you. good term paper. Yep. I wrote half the book in the last eight days. Wow. <laughs> and you know, it's those moments, I think, like even what you started out saying about making you putting yourself in a position to be undeniable. Yes. There was a lot of time before that where I... I would look around at what other people were achieving or opportunities they were getting. And I, if I'm honest, there were times when I would have that thought of like, why not me? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until what was amazing about the, the book writing experience is I actually, by the end, truly just was so freaking proud to finish it. Yes. I had no expectations. I remember I got some of the cool, I always say that I had some of the coolest blessings come on the other side of that experience that the old me would have like wished and hoped and prayed mm-hmm. for. And and it was cool to see that happen as a natural fallout mm-hmm. of just getting uncomfortable and doing something to challenge myself and going after something that I didn't know if I had any business doing. Yeah. That it the results were sort of just like, oh, cool. That's cool that that happened, yeah. but it actually didn't define me anymore. You know, yeah. speaking opportunities or just some of the some of the things that happen on the other side, which is, I always used to say like, you guys, you don't even know if this book is any good. Like you just see that I have a book and now you think I'm important. Yeah. Do you want to read it first before you ask me to speak at your event? I'm like, yeah. shouldn't you vet me a little more? <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's just kind of the thing where if you... There are kind of like these laws that if I know you have written a book, I know the type of person that it takes to go through that process. So it doesn't mean like, yeah, just jump up on stage. But I mean, for some people, it may mean that, you know, that they're just like, hey, you've done this. I'm pretty sure that we feel good about what you're doing. You must have something to say. (laughs) You must have something to say because you wrote a lot of pages about it. (laughs) You're like, well, we'll see. Hey guys, this is the perfect spot to take a break because I have to tell you some exciting news. Our famous Bass Foundations Mastermind is open again for enrollment. This is a mastermind that my husband, Chris Harder, and I put on for entry-level early-stage entrepreneurs. And this is the only way to be able to work with Chris and I together in a room in person. I can promise you that this is literally one of the best masterminds out there for half the price. But I want you to listen in to some of these transformations that have happen when you are in the room. And you guys know, if you listen to this podcast that I always tell you, just show up for yourself and get your butt in the room. So listen into these. My name is Kat Golden, and not only did Fast Foundations help me scale to a multiple six-figure income in under a year, I was able to establish myself as an authority. Thank you so much, Chris and Lori. Truly forever grateful. My name is Alex Street, and Fast Foundations helped me build my first course and confidently now do what I'm made for. Fast Foundations was the best thing I did in 2019 for my growth. I received all of the skills that I needed for marketing and PR and gained access to really high-level entrepreneurs and their insider secrets that I would not have been able to get outside of Fast Foundations. My name is Joanna Vargas and Fast Foundations helped me double my profit. I learned how to 
up-level my client experience and I invest more to make more now. It was truly a game changer for me. I saw measurable results right away. And to help get me through any challenge. And it's priceless. But also it was a game changer in the people that I connected with. Fast Foundations was awesome. Okay, so here's the deal. All of those breakthroughs that you just heard, None of those people felt ready to be in that room. And I know you're sitting here thinking, I'm not even sure if I'm there yet. But let me tell you, if you make less than $499,000 a year, we want to lock arms with you to make your business explode and make you feel confident in all of the areas that you don't yet feel confident in. And I will tell you, as an entrepreneur, you never feel ready. You never, ever feel ready. It's all about taking that leap and showing up for yourself. So over the next five and a half months, we want to lock arms with you and spots are super limited. So go over to fastfoundations.com right now because we want to work with you. We want you in this room. And as you can hear from the transformation, it is your turn now to have that same experience. So let's get back to the interview. I think that I really want to point out the frustration point of, I just so understand where people are because sometimes I can still feel that way in different areas of my life where I'll go into new rooms now of uh, new businesses, right? I'm in, Mm -hmm. in like a totally new area. And I will tell you, I've been to some big events and things where I really want to be seen Mm. and I'm not like at all. And I have to get to a place where it's like, that's okay. Like I see me, I can go and like meet. So it's kind of cool because nobody knows me and (laughs) nor do they care. And it's like, I get to go and be the person who just like goes and meets all these people and, and gets to put myself out there again and be like, this is what it feels like to be a beginner and try to work your way into like amazing relationships and be undeniable and tell people what you're doing. And yeah, yeah it's like you have to go and be... It's crazy to walk into a room of like a thousand women who are doing big things, who all want to be seen and not get in your head or get overwhelmed and be like, okay... You're going to set the intention of just meeting a couple of really awesome girls and that's it. And it's like, I want to connect. So the intention is like, if you guys are out in the world and you're feeling like not seen or you're going to the events and you're going to the parties or you're trying to connect and you're trying to get your message out there, it's when I like let go of feeling the need to meet a certain person or the need to be in a certain group. When I completely let that go and said, you know, if it's not working, it might mean that this energy is not for me or not for me yet. And when I completely release either the expectation of wanting something or wanting to be in a certain group, that's when it's like I meet somebody who is so amazing. We start our own group. We start our own undeniable tribe who now it's like, oh my God, I can't imagine if it would have been another way where I forced myself into a situation or to be seen by someone. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And there have been so many times when I I would go to an event and I would have this vision of like, I want to meet this person. Yes. And I've caught myself before like leaving frustrated because the thing I thought was meant to happen didn't. But I wonder if I missed someone maybe that I was supposed to meet yes. because I was so tunnel visioned on how I wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. And the same goes with like chasing your purpose. Like I... I had a health and wellness business in the past and and I had it that like I was going to reach XYZ certain success level in that and it never freaking happened. Yeah. 
And now I look back and I'm so grateful because had I achieved the success that in my mind I felt I was ready for, I would never have followed the path that I'm now on, which is so aligned. Mm. And opportunities are coming with ease. There's still work, but opportunity is coming with ease. And the way that this is all unfolding feels so much different from when I was trying to prove and strive and make it happen on my own. So I think it's important, like we were saying, like choose yourself, but not at the risk of forcing your way there. Like you can choose yourself and who you are and, and show up and do the things that are, that you know, you're being called to do. But I feel like I I had to learn along the way this practice of non-attachment. Yeah. Like following what felt really good and really exciting, like the book with no expectation of what it would turn into. And it turned into more than I ever could have imagined. That is, you you completely nailed it. I think when we're saying undeniable, it's go back and focus on what you actually want this thing for. Like, oh, you want to be a part of that group? Really unravel, like get to the root of why. And I was like, well, I want to be a part of that group because I feel like they're having the elevated conversations and they're doing the cool stuff. And I feel like I would feel seen and I'd feel so connected to that group because they're all talking and saying the things that I want to say and, and be a part of and they're doing the things that I want to be a part of. And it was like, okay, well, if I can't be a part of that group, what should I do? And it was like, oh, create your own. Yeah. Go do the things that you want to be a part of and don't wait for someone to invite you. Mm-hmm. Go connect with that girl that you're feeling you know, drawn to and invite her to go do those things or see if you can create something together that you're excited about. Go start having those conversations and finding them at people you know, with other people who feel the exact same way, who don't feel connected yet. You know, what we were talking about before these moments where we just have these wall kicking moments of like, I don't know what to do if it's not this. And for me, I was, um, I always think back my biggest one that I can think about was waiting to be chosen for a fitness cover. And it was three solid years of the craziest attempts. And when I mean craziest attempts, it's like I did all the right things. I competed in all the competitions. And competing in competitions isn't just like, okay, I'll show up to this one competition. I was doing like six a year. And the prep for those is like two to three months. So I hardly had any off time. So I was in a constant state of prepping like very high anxiety very little food did not treat I was like my body very, very hangry well. so i was so <laughs> hangry 24/7 yeah. um i was putting my relationship on the back burner for years so this is 3 years of like really intense like just training and trying to figure out like emails and connecting and just pitching articles and pitching yourself mm-hmm. and So I got to this place where I remember I was looking at my vision board and I was looking at all these covers of women who had like been on these covers that I wanted. And I, my bed was right behind me. And I just had this moment of like, if this doesn't happen, I don't know why I'm on the planet. Like Mm -hmm. I just felt like nothing meant anything because I wanted, I felt so invisible and like all of my hard work was for nothing. So I threw myself on the bed and I was literally beating the bed with my arms and legs, like face down and screaming. And then I got really tired of doing that. Like it lasted like maybe a minute. And I was like, nobody's here. And once again, nobody's hearing you. Like I was exhausted from, I was like, this is so stupid. Uh, Um, And so then I got back up and I, I, I was just like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you want this cover so bad? What is it going? What does it mean to you? I'd never stopped to ask myself that. 
I had never stopped to ask myself, what what do you believe this cover is going to give you? What will you be when that happens? And my answer was, I'll be a leader. I'll be an inspiration. I'll be leading communities. And I was like, why the fuck am I not doing that yet? Right? (laughs) And I said, I don't need a cover to do that. Mm. So I literally was just like, I let go. And I was like, if this never happens, I can still be a leader and I can still lead communities. Wow. So I got to work. Like I just started doing, I started getting women together and it started with one or two or then I got a community of like 20. And when I did that, doesn't mean 20 showed up every weekend. It meant three to eight people showed up every weekend. But I had this rotating small community that started uh, allowing me to be like a leader and started allowing me to build a bigger community. And from there, I self-published a cookbook, which I used as a huge thing when I when I finally went back another... It was you know probably like a year later, I just pitched the crap out of everything I had done. I was like, look at this community I built. I sent in all these pictures of us doing all of these epic things. We were doing charity work. I had built a cookbook. I'd done all these videos. And um, I just was like, they're a magazine. They want someone who's established and who has a community. It's a business. Why would they look at me if I'm only relying on them for their audience? Right. What is that? What service is that doing for them? Mm. I knew I had to be. Beca- I knew I had to become undeniable for them to say no. Yeah. I needed to build up a community. I needed to build up like so much buzz and interest around my life that it made sense for them to say yes because it was complementing what they were doing. And we forget that. Yeah. We're like, why don't you see me? I'm doing all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but is it complementing what she's already doing? Because she's probably exhausted and needs help getting her stuff out. So are you a great partner and fit for what she, he, or that company's already doing? Yeah. And this actually goes full circle back to how we started. Because I know you and I both look at that when we're inviting speakers for mm-hmm. our events or we're even when we're inviting people on our podcasts. I get yep. pitched for the podcast all the time. So how how do you how does that translate into the people that you choose to partner with or work with or feature at your events cuz I know it's like that for me. Million percent. It's you guys marketing your event and your podcast is not easy. Like you have to get your message out to more people and the way that you're going to do that is by yes I definitely choose some people who just have an epic story that I know absolutely 1 million percent needs to be shared but I have to tell you something there are millions of people who have epic stories that need to be shared. And if you want your podcast to survive or make you money, or if you want your event to survive, literally, or be able to break even or make you any money, you're going to have to think strategic. You become a business. Like We don't get into this just to be like, this is what I want to do and burn myself out and run myself ragged so that I make no money and that I'm struggling and I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to start thinking of these things as a business. So you have to choose people, whether it's on your podcast or on your stage, as is this an equal energy exchange? Meaning... If I now just ask Lindsay to speak at the event because she has become undeniable to me. She now has a community of women who I definitely want to reach for the Bliss Project and for future projects wink, that wink. I we are working on. <laughs> so it became she started to become undeniable not because she even pitched herself to me at all, but because I couldn't not see all the things that she was doing. I mean, I I did, you know, infuse subliminal messages into your everyday. I I mean, I did that creepy stuff, but 
into never the, pitched myself. She was like, have you heard this song yet? I'm like, what are they, are they saying something in the background, Lindsay? It sounds kind of gargled. No, no, I've, I do remixes now. <laughs> it's an inspirational underlying mm-hmm. message mm-hmm. about me. Affirmations <laughs> about me. <laughs> We should do that. I'll be like, hey, did you get that remix I sent you? Yeah. I think it'll really feel your workout. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to love it. So yeah. So you guys, that is a couple of the ways to become undeniable. Just ask yourself, why do you want the thing that you want? And then create it without somebody choosing you. Create it on your own and get yourself out there in the world so that you start getting noticed and you start being able to... This is what people talk about when they say, add value to those people that you love. Add value to your mentors. And I can definitely say, Linz, like you showed up and volunteered. I don't even know how many years. That's how many years it was. Is because you were just always... You just stayed patient and you just did your thing. And you You just take out the trash, girl. Take out so go take out the trash wherever. But you know you what are. it was too is I created my own event. Yeah, I really wasn't for me. I actually have no now having an event. I know that there are amazing people that would all make incredible speakers. And some years it's just the content needs to be mm-hmm. a certain way. I need a certain topic. So I never, um, honestly, never even like had it on any vision board. Yeah, because I just know I'll always be around the Bliss Project right. or what you're doing. And I think that's part of it too, is when you can just hold, even if you really have a desire to speak at an event or be on someone's podcast, if you can just totally be okay with adding value to that person by sharing their stuff, inviting your friends, like mm-hmm. the biggest thing you can do to support Lori's event, if you ever want to be a part of her events, buy a ticket yeah. and show up. Mm-hmm. This is like unsolicited a plug for the Bliss Project, but it is same, true. Same for you. That that's one of the biggest ways that you can show your support is mm-hmm. show up and buy that woman's stuff without yep. ever expecting anything in return. And just know that if you are focused on creating value in the world, that the people who are meant to notice you will. Yes. And you'll have the opportunities that you're meant to have. Mm. And they'll probably blow your freaking mind. For sure. I think that's the best place to end. I couldn't have said it any better. So you guys, I really want to know what your takeaway from this podcast was. So please tag at Lindsay Schwartz and I. She's also at Powerhouse Women. And please tag all three, all three of us because it's like a personal entity. Like that's a person, right? Powerhouse Women is also a person. I don't know. We're making that up right now. It totally is. So tag the three of us (laughs) and let us know what your biggest takeaway was from this. Like, did you have an actual aha moment during it? Because I'd love to share your story and I just love to see who's, who's listening. So also, if you want, let us know if you're coming to Bliss. Yeah. Because we really, really, really love posters in the audience, like sparkly ones with yeah. our names on it or with a funny saying or a joke. You guys, someone told me today they were going to make a poster. And so I am going to hold them to it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be, I'm going to be disappointed it. if I don't see some posters. Yeah. I really feel like we might get some posters <laughs> this year from this. We're that a lot of so happy. A lot of powerhouse women are coming, and they they roll well, deep. Shit. You know, you know. We're rolling with the posters. <laughs> rolling with the posters. Oh, it's gonna be the best time. And seriously, I cannot wait to see so many of you there. Let oh, us know if you're coming. Okay, you guys have the best day. Bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more 
more people journal. Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community without an online community you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement which is what i know that we're all after and you can build trust or monetize your audience when you get community right not only does your audience grow faster but so do your sales but where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool.